Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gabrielle has left the building and I'm making another transfer to this is my team selection for game week three welcome to the Gianni Batici YouTube show hope you guys are well so we have to touch on the transfer that I've already made we have to touch about the transfer that I'm gonna make but let's have a quick look and a very quick look at the team that I put out last week and how I got on so 53 points overall rank around 600k it really doesn't matter at this time of year what your rank is but I'm fairly happy. Good returns from Foden. Nice differential pick there. Deserved perhaps even more than nine. Six chances created. Foden is flying. Um, Matoma, Stupinan, lovely. I'm not going to cry anymore about Gabrielle um, and Saliba points, that 11-point swing. Um, but Gabrielle, we've got to talk about him because he's gone. He's gone. And I transferred him out on Wednesday um, on Tuesday evening, because I saw he was about to drop in price. So Gabriel is now 4.9 million. I sold him at five. I think there's a very good chance he plays against Fulham. And he could clean sheet and he could score. He averages 10 points every time he plays Fulham. He's scored, I think, three goals in his last three or four games versus them. Um, but I know long-term I want Rid, and I know I want a City defender. So I can't be bothered with the potential heartache of a one-pointer and coming on for a 10-minute cameo against Fulham. And sure, he could start, but there's a chance if I kept him, i put him on my bench anyway because I've got Colwell. And I think even better than Colwell, I've just bought someone who is a Man City defender who I think is going to be a long-term hold. So let's have a look at my team for game week three. So this team has one million in the bank. It's made one transfer. I've got two frees. So I've got another transfer to make if I want to. So... Let's not talk too much about the goalkeeper, Renana. He's obviously being picked ahead of Turner this week. Uh, they play each other. Um, the back line of a Stupinan and Chilwell, sure, we're happy with. But I've added Guardiol into the mix. I could afford Diaz, 5.5 Diaz. I could have gone a Kanji, who's 5.1. But Guardiol's the guy I think I want. Like, sure, if Diaz was 5 million, I'd probably go there. I think he, he perhaps plays 9 in 10 Premier League games or 8 in 10. And Guardiol might play 7 in 10 similar to a Kanji, and we know we're going to get that with Pep, but I just want that assurance of clean sheet points, and I think Vardiol will offer a little bit more in terms of attack than some of the others, and Pep has a history. When he signs a new centre-back, he gives them a good run of game. Like, he signs them and he keeps them in the team. Um, Laporte, he did that with Laporte early on. Diaz, last season a Kanji, this season Vardiol. These guys all were signed by Pep on big money and then gone, yeah, you're in most weeks. Sure, there's Champions League starting up after game week five, but I think I'm okay with that. 
And Guardiola can play left back or left centre back. Sure, he's competing with Ake, but I like it. And this is why I like it. Let's touch on that Man City defence, shall we? What do we know about last season? Man City were the best defence in the league. Sure, United kept the most clean sheets, but in terms of expected goals conceded, City were above and beyond. And they actually didn't keep too many clean sheets because they, Edison owners will remember this, they were conceding loads of sloppy goals at the end of games when the game was won and the title was won. It's 4-0 up, they concede late before one. Edison clean sheet wipeout. You guys remember that well. So last season they were the best defence. Probably under Pep, they've been the best defence, I'd imagine, pretty much most seasons Pep's been there. Because they have the ball. And when they, you have the ball, you don't concede shots. Um, and let's have a look. From game the first two game weeks, shots conceded. The total is 13. No team has conceded fewer shots. Um, shots conceded on target, two. No team has conceded fewer than two. Like four is the next best at Arsenal. Arsenal have conceded four shots on target, City two. The expected goals conceded is 0.66 for, for City. No team's anywhere near under one, right? I think Forrest are actually second on like 1.14. So look, City already showing to be the best defence in the league. The fixtures City has and Guardiola has are really nice. So I brought Guardiola into my team and there's an argument to say he could be on the bench sub one because I could start Colwell. But according to the bookies odds, Man City are like 65% likely to keep a clean sheet versus Chelsea who are around 50% likely. So Guardiola comes straight in and look, if Pep goes and does Pep and benches him, I'm okay. When Pep benches defenders, it's rare they come off the bench. Like recently, in fact, in the last game, Pep didn't make a single substitution. So I'd like to think I won't get that 10-minute cameo and that one-pointer from someone like Guardiola. That might happen once or twice, but it won't happen much. So should Guardiola not start, I'm happy with Colwell as my first sub. So that's the defence sorted. Very happy with that transfer. And the other guys I did consider were Adogi at Spurs. Like, really strongly considered him. I just don't know if we can back on Spurs for clean sheets yet. Sure, they kept a clean against United, but United did put up 2xG. And Spurs are going to attack for fun. And Adogi's got the upside that Guardiola doesn't. And he doesn't have European football, remember. So he'll be fresh every weekend. And he's probably the standout 4.5 pick. But I promised myself at the start of the season I'd go with a Man City defender early. And here I am. So... There we go. I mean, you could argue Botman for the long run as well could could be an option. But again, he doesn't have the upside of a dogie. So I'm happy with Man City. A fairly easy decision for me on Tuesday night. So let's talk midfield. I'm not looking to make a transfer in the midfield. I'll tell you in a minute about the transfer I'm looking to make. But I've got Rashford and then I've got the Arsenal lad, Saka, Martinelli, Foden and Matoma. Rashford, Martinelli, and even Saka now that he's not guaranteed to be on pens. Odegaard obviously took the pen. We don't know if he'll keep them. These guys aren't safe from game week four onwards. I think I can see myself selling Martinelli or Rashford or possibly Saka game week four. Martinelli's the favourite to be sold game week four. But at the moment, I'm not willing to sell United assets or Arsenal assets ahead of brilliant home fixtures on paper. Forest have actually been good so far defensively this season, so maybe it's not as good as we think on paper, but you expect United at Old Trafford to beat them. But Arsenal played the worst defence in the league at the moment in Fulham, without Tim Ream because he's suspended. You can't sell Arsenal attackers ahead of game week three. Whilst you can sell Gabriel, you can't sell Martinelli or Saka. So they stay, but I look at the midfielders in an ideal world I would have, and my five would look completely different. So let's have a look at the midfield five that... If I was on wildcard or in a dream scenario, if I could make unlimited transfers, my five would start with Mbomo, who isn't in my team. I love Mbomo. I love his data. 
I'm liking the fact he's winning penalties and getting penalties. Brentford have had two this season and last season had eight. That Brentford get a lot of pens. Only City, I think, had more on 10. Um, so Bomber, I won in my team, but I'm not willing to bring him in this week because I can't sell Martinelli yet. I can't sell Saka or Rashford yet. And I still don't know which one of them to sell. And after game week three, perhaps I will. Um, so... Would I have these guys in my ideal lineup? I don't think I would. I think maybe Saka. So let's have them Bomo and Saka in that ideal midfield midfield five. I would have Foden and I would have Matoma. But I'd also have Jota, I think. I think I'd. So I wouldn't have Rashford and I wouldn't have Martinelli. I'd have Bomo and Jota, I think. That would be a load of fun. Jota looked good last week, but again, he's not someone I'm transferring in this week. Um,. Playing number nine for Liverpool, like you're going to get chances, you're going to get goals. As well as, as long as he's scoring, he's staying in the 11. So yeah, Jota was on my mind last week, not so much this week. I nearly actually sold Foden last week for Jota. You'll remember I considered it. Glad I didn't. Jota did get, I think, 12 or 13 points versus Foden's nine. But moving forward, I know it's Foden I want as my long-term pick. So let's talk a little bit about Foden and Matoma because, I mean, Foden, I'm guessing many of you are thinking about. Many of you are thinking about. He's had a price rise already. He went up on Tuesday night. Not surprised at that by one bit. I think City are going to be signing players, sure. Doku comes in, he plays wide. That could affect Foden minutes slightly, even though he's a slightly different position. Foden playing centrally is looking so good. And he said post-match, it's been frustrating. I want to play centrally, that's his position. With KDB out, I see Foden as a, someone that's just going to get tons of minutes in the KDB role. Six chances created, mainly for Haaland, who... Couldn't hit a barn door on, on the weekend, which is really surprising for him against Newcastle. Um, but Foden looked good and he mopped up all the three bonus points. He has a great fixture run. It's Sheffield United next. Then it's Fulham at home. That's as good a fixture as you'll get. Then it's West Ham and then it's Forest. Like, it's a great run for Foden. I would go Foden over Alvarez this week, but some of you might find it easier to accommodate a striker um, because of you're not willing to sell your midfielders. And that's fair enough. I think both are fine picks. But if City go and buy an Eze, for example, right, um, or an Eze-style player, you've got to think Foden and Alvarez minutes are even more at risk. So it'll be one or the other in the 11 rather than both. And I think Foden's just played his way into that 11. Um, and I can't guarantee Alvarez has. Um, Saka's still an Arsenal player that excites me, um, but I can't guarantee he'll be in my squad long-term. And Matoma, wow, what a performance at the weekend. Brighton players, I'm scared to bench them come game week 4-5 when the fixtures are tricky, and it'll be interesting to see if I do bench them, but both Estupanan and Matoma feel like they're undroppable to me. I thought Matoma was beaten and Bomo's points at the weekend. They both played in the three o'clock kickoffs. And we got to like minute 60 and Matoma was in double figures and, and Bomo was on a blank. And then Bomo goes and gets a penalty and another goal. And you're like, ugh. And Bomo's outperformed him yet again. But you've got to be happy with whatever of the two 6.5 million midfielders you've gone with. In an ideal scenario, as I said, my ideal five, Bomo and Matoma are in. And I do think Bomo, there's a very strong chance he's my transfer in next week. You might say just make the transfer game week three, but I think Crystal Palace is a tough fixture for Brentford, even though it's at Brentford. Come game week four, the fixture's a little easier. I think it's Bournemouth at home. Um, but let's see. Let's see if I make that move next week. But what about the move I'm making this week? You're thinking, you're looking at the team thinking, there's Watkins, there's Haaland, there's the bench. Who's he selling? It's Watkins, and many of you would have guessed that. And many of you might be in the same boat as me. I'm not 100% sure I'm selling Watkins, but if I make my second transfer, it will be... Jackson in, Watkins out. There's nothing wrong with Watkins. At 8 million, he's still a good pick. But there's a few things that are concerning me with him. 
European football for Villa means we're going to see some early subs for Watkins when they're cruising. So game week two, they were cruising. 70th minute, Watkins comes off, Duran comes on. The game's wrapped up. He's our main man. In fact, if he gets injured, we're in trouble. So let's protect him because European football's coming up and we're going to need Ollie Watkins in both Prem and European football. And he's not a player that's used to playing twice a week. Yes, in the championship he did at Brentford, but that's a few years back. And then before that at Exeter. He's pretty durable, though. I mean, he doesn't get injured much. That's the good news. Um, but the fact that he will see some early subs when Villa are cruising. However, if they're cruising, you would have expected points. But also, he's off penalties. So again, that works against him a tad. Also, I just prefer someone else. And it's totally fine to go, Watkins is a good pick, but I can only have 15 players. I can only have two in this system starting strikers. And with that in mind, I want to jump on someone that's, I think, gone under the radar because he hasn't performed well. I think gone under the radar because he's picked up one-pointers. And that's Nicholas Jackson, who's got the most amazing run of fixtures. I'm back in Chelsea to still score goals against Luton, against Forest, against Bournemouth. They will score goals, right? And with that in mind, I've got to back them. I've got to back Jackson. And it might be that I eat my words, I eat my hat, I go back to Watkins. And last season, if you followed my journey, and my team reveal last season was on Fantasy Football Scout, this season it's on this channel. And you would have gone, Watkins ruined your season last year, didn't it, Janny? Yeah, it did. I went Havertz over Watkins around game week 30, and it was like a 45-point swing over a, over like the next 10 weeks. Um but I'm okay with it this time. I'm okay because the fixtures are so much better for Jackson. So let's give it a turn. Let's give it a go. And by the way, guys, uh, if you're a fan of Fantasy Football Scout, uh, links in my bio if you fancy checking out the members area. But what do you think? Do you agree with me? Are you, are you, are you making that move? I think on the community tab of my, the, this YouTube channel two days ago, I, I did a poll. If you could have a free transfer, Watkins or Jackson, who would you go for? majority, like 70-80% of you said Jackson. So I think you're with me on this and I think it's a move I'm very likely to, to go for. If I was to put a percentage on will I make this move, I'd say 95%. Now what is the 5%? The 5% is we could learn new information about Jackson. And that new information could come on Thursday, Friday, or it might come after the deadline, which would really annoy me. And that new information could be Chelsea are buying a striker. That's what the only thing that would put me off. Now, sure, Jackson's still going to play game week three if they buy a striker, but maybe not game week four or five. Pochettino has said they're exploring attacking assets. However, we haven't seen strong rumours with number nines. We've seen a few rumours with creative midfielders, which again, Chelsea are lacking. But with number nines, there's been no strong rumours. So I think it will be a move I make unless we get a big, well-known transfer expert tweeting that Chelsea are in talks with X, right? And we could get that. So I'll be leaving it till Friday to make that move but I can't see it happening and Brozier has returned to first team training today by the way um Brozier's been out for such a long time a major injury for a year he ain't coming straight back into the starting 11 he'll be eased in slowly so sure Jackson could come off at 70 80 minutes come game week four um I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And actually, the Brosier news is good for Jackson because the Brosier news means Chelsea, I think, are unlikely to go and buy a nine now. Remember, Nkunku will be back and can play nine too. But again, he's out till, I think, around December. So there we are. That's my take on Jackson. I hope you guys agree with me. The benching headache this week, and then we'll speak captaincy, is also there. Colwell, what do you reckon? Do I start Colwell or, or Estupanan? I don't think I can bench Estupanan, can I? Not after last week. 
Brighton aren't keeping clean sheets and it doesn't matter because this guy scores goals and West Ham were open against Chelsea in that first half. I think a Stupinan attacking returns are there and I can't see myself benching a Stupinan. You could say I could bench Guardiola, but I mentioned the clean sheet odds earlier around 65%. City are likely to keep it clean. So Cole will be my first sub. I'll have Archer second sub and Archer, by the way, Moving to Sheffield United, we like that. We've got a 4.5 starter. I still think he'll be my second sub most weeks. And Cabore's there waiting in the wings. Should I ever need my third sub, I, I doubt I'll need him much. Um, captaincy, is there a discussion this week? We touched on it in my game week preview. If you've not watched that, go back and watch it from a couple of days ago. It's Haaland for me. He averages 6.66 6 points against newly promoted teams if you go off last season away from home. So again, 6.6 .6 I would take. I want more, but I would take. Um, you could look at good players with home fixtures in Saka, Martinelli and Rashford or Jackson. Um, and if you're looking for a differential shout, all of those guys are options. If I was going differential captaincy this week, I would look at Arsenal or Chelsea over United and it would be Saka or Jackson. I'd probably go Jackson, but I'm set on Haaland and I'm the moment my vice is on Saka. So that's where we're at. Let me know in the comments who you're going for this week. Guys, if you fancy it and you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. I saw a stat the other day that from all those that watch my latest YouTube video, about 70% of them weren't subscribed to the channel. And I was like, oh, okay, I assumed like most of you guys were subscribers, but clearly not. So if you fancy hitting that subscribe button, that'd be awesome. And you'll get notifications every time I do a video. And coming in the not too distant future, we might be doing some live shows as well. Thank you for hitting that like button. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button. Good luck this game week. Let your arrows be green and I'll see you later. Podcast Network.